nice people, dog holes during the break. You know, you think, God must be with me. There's lunch afterwards. That's good. I find myself strangely compelled to have this theology. Now, Jeremiah is saying, you know, got a problem. These prophets do not stand in the counsel of the Lord. If only they had stood in the counsel of the Lord, so they would hear what God says. Because when religious men do not hear what God says, they have ways to make you think they have. How loyal they are to a certain tradition. How much they quote C.S. Lewis. You know, how, well, we're going to get to some of those problems in the rest of the chapter. It's a wonderful chapter. Um, I, I did check. It's been seven years since I was in this chapter. So if you remember, it was in a private conversation. Am I a God at hand, says the Lord, and not a God far off? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? That's a little promise of my love. Thank <laughs> you. 
assume people are running around circles with their hair on fire because they think, wow, this is exciting religion. <laughs> because we we can claim something from the pulpit that sounds like we've got a better link to the thing you must believe. Remember, you must believe what God has said. That is the path to salvation and sanctification. That when God speaks, you have faith. And so when someone steps in and thinks, excuse me, I have a dream, I'll get right in there and amidst it, I will let you know what, oh, I have, I heard, I was back in the Jesus people days, I heard so many Bible-sounding prophecies that were just saying, just great things. <laughs> you are my sheep, sheep, and I am your shepherd. Oh, we knew that already. If you're the Spirit of God, why don't you say something rather than just repeating vague how long will this have lies in the hearts of the prophets? Who think to make my people forget my name. Now that's a hint as to what's going on. They're not really actually. When people are going to say something spiritual to you, something sounds spiritual to you, to get you to believe. Remember, the choice is, when I hear the voice of God, do I believe him? When I hear a faith voice of God, do I believe? Faith voices are not the voice of God. You don't get points for faith. You don't get points because Charlie Manson told you, you know, that he was the Messiah and you've got a swastika in your forehead. And because you believe, well, God really cares about his faith. It's a matter of who you believe. Because the false prophets who prophesy lies want to have you forget the name of your God. Where, and, and sometimes it's not just following Charlie Manson or James Jones or whatever the strange uh, doctrinal aberration it might be. Sometimes it's very much right down the middle of the church and its history where people are trying to reveal their dream, their understanding, and are not holding fast to the word of God. And pretty soon a few centuries pass on. And I don't even have to refer to scripture anymore because the tradition itself is authoritative enough. But your salvation, your sanctification is in whether you believe God when he has spoken. Not whether you believe a guy in a white jacket. Not whether you believe a guy with a chasuble and a little mix thing. It makes them really spiritual. Make my people forget my name. You can be so caught up. Well, you know that warning in Corinthians about I'm with Paul, I'm with Cephas. And then somebody says, Well, we're afraid of that. The Lutherans don't do that. Well, that's exactly what you just did. Being a being a whatever it is. You're Christians. You're not even really Protestants.
Am I God? What kind of God am I? Okay, a God who knows the stuff. Do I know what's going on? Yes, I do. Now, let's just trot out this behavior. Let's just pick. You know, I want to pick. We well, need to pick on me. I think mean, Paul did the right thing when he was talking about this in, in Corinthians. Then he applied it to himself. Were you baptized in the name of Paul? Did Paul crucify for you? No. So being Pauline is a dangerous place to be because we're here. We're tasked with believing God. And to the degree when we affirm that the apostles were the word writing the word of God, that's what we're laying claim to. But if somebody else comes along, the Evangelion culture, and uh, I'll give you some strange some dreams. Hold that up. Never, never, uh, um, some people have asked me about my yoga can. I don't even care if it's a yoga can. Um, I agree with the can. Work the list. We have over 300 something. Um, like, it's so easy to tell. Just read some non-canonical words. Okay, just just listen to them. Let the let the dreamer, let the prophet who has a great tell dream. Knock yourself out. Tell me about your version of Christianity. And I will tell you what the word of God says. I will, who has the word faithfully, right? He says, let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. So if you've got the scriptures, let the other person talk. Let's pray. Tell me what you think. This is the thing that shines light on all the lies, all the dreams, all the claims. And they have, it's really hard to make a religion, okay? It's, I mean, really hard. And um, there's all the priesthoods, and there's the rituals, and the buildings, and the overhead, eating costs a lot. But, Religions are like, um, I, I always think of this because I think, I hope none of you are too liberal to be hurt when I say this. Liberals don't have a clue. And when it comes to economics. And so they try to design a financial policy, and it's like, you know, some kid with a crayon drawing, I'm going to draw the biggest house that there ever was. <laughs> it's a bad house. You know, that kid on the head, you love them, but they don't know how. And the liberals don't know a financial system from all around. And people who are inventing religions, my gosh, how did any of those hippies think that Charlie Manson? What, if you look at Charlie Manson, have you seen him? I mean, the crazy guys, I mean, it's just, it's like Rasputin. I mean, it's just not, why would I believe him? Let alone what he was saying was nonsense. Listen, you know, so many times, uh, so much of what our, what our mis being misled would be fixed by us listening to both sides of Which sounds right. Not, not, I don't have to write a white paper on which is right. Which sounds right. I read the pseudo paper. I read the Nag Hammadi Library. I, I read these other books that they, the early church supposedly kept out of the canon. Well, yeah, there's a good reason. Read them. You will listen to it and go, this is nuts. This is Grimm's fairy tales. 
There's a difference between a miracle in the Bible and a miracle in the Victoria. Uh, There's a difference qualitatively. What's what has straw in common with wheat? Says the Lord. That's the image. Let's both trot this out. We're the Lord. We're the prophet. What does straw have in common with wheat? Is not my word like fire? Says the Lord, and like a hammer which breaks the rock in pieces. I think I've mentioned before years ago. That's the verse my father used to title his magazine, The Hammer. This is about the word of God. What the, I was thinking that, that it's kind of like the illustration we get that you go to the grocery store and grass bed and hear grass bed stuff. Don't buy it. You know, you, well, what does straw have in common with wheat? But it's grass fed. Well, grain fed is going to be a lot better. Even moose tastes good when it comes down to the field. It eats the grain at the edge of the fields. It is grain fed. Better than grass fed. And that's the kind of thing we're doing with our religion. When you stop to listen to dreamers, the artificial, who are laying in wait to turn you aside to them from your God, what you would have with your God, if you personally, not me in the church, this is not about what we're going to do as a church, this is about what you're going to do as a Christian. Find the words of your God. It's so much better to feed off of. In the next few verses, 30 through 32, I sectioned them out a little bit, and in side notes I said, the three beholds. And I, that doesn't have catchy. And we get another t-shirt fail. But the three beholds. You've maybe heard of this song somewhere on the internet. Some father decided he was going to have a cringe child who, when they pointed at anything, instead of saying, look, he was going to say, behold. So you have a two-year-old going, behold, father. <laughs> look at this. Well, the, the, the prophet has three of them. The, the verse uh, um, 30, 31, and 32. Three of them beholds that he wants you to attend to. Look, therefore. Me. Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, says the Lord, who steal my words from one another. This is in the news right now. If you follow Christian gossip, uh, news, there's a thing in the Christian thing. The, the, the Southern Baptist wanted a new um, president, I guess, like dictator. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and immediately, the word came out that he had plagiarized a number of sermons without attribution, as if it were his own. Steal my words from one another. And last time I'm a jaded Christian in some years. And I said, look, I remember being in Christian supply situations where you could get volumes, whole collections of other people's sermons so that you wouldn't have to prepare one. You wouldn't have to read the scriptures and the word of God closely, clearly, intelligently, developing your thoughts on it. You could just buy a three-point sermon. You bought these. It was like buying a paper from somebody online to turn in in your English class. 
Can you imagine doing the work of God and not doing the work of God? It feels like such a relief. And somebody else did the research. And you steal your word from one another. You're living. You're preaching the shadows of another person. This is, you know, you're, we were throwing Plato's name around last night. But not a whole lot of reverence, but his concern was of the, the, the thing, the thing's thingness, as it becomes a shadow of the shadow. He didn't like art because art is a shadow of the real, which is a shadow of the form. And when you get to this place, this is one of the goals you need to understand is going to happen to you. People who are living their guidance of the church out by somebody else's mm -hmm. experience and somebody else's faith. If they're stealing the message, it, it even says they're stealing my words. This is not making something else up, somebody else's dream, that's bad, but this is stealing the truth from another where you're buffered against believing the word of God because the person who told it to you is not believing and didn't originate it, didn't see it in the word of God. Now, one of the things that happens as we steal these things. You become, your religion is what you have faith in. So a modern secularist has supposedly faith in science or the social contract or whatever it is. That's his religion. That's why he gets the absolution for his crimes. That's how he, what he has to settle out in his social view. We Christians err in that we don't say, I need to believe in my God. I need to believe my God, what my God said. And we find ourselves buffered against finding that out by all the practices the prophets have. Of what it says here, verse 31, Behold, I am against the prophets, second behold, says the Lord, who use their tongues and say, says the Lord. Now, what just happened there? Because that's sort of a self-contradiction, isn't it? Because he said, I'm against the prophets, Jeremiah, one of them, says the Lord, who say, says the Lord. Hold it. He just did that. What's the difference? You know he didn't miss that. He's like, yo, I'm against people who are doing talking about people who are against people. No, he said, he said it. I'm going to tell you something, says the Lord, that is not coming out of your talk, your tongue, saying, says the Lord. It's, the, it's not in the phrasing. The problem is that's the difficulty is the phrasing, says the Lord, is a huge claim. Um, my brother and I, years ago, 10 years ago, some, some guy was prophesying
So what happens when people lie this way? It's reckless. They don't consider, that's what recklessness is, 
what world they're making up when they tell you things they are a spiritual nature. They lead them. They tell them. But they lead them and tell them and end up astray. And God did not tell them. Somebody walked away believing something about the world they were in that wasn't true. Now they're functioning with that claim. Are you ready to take that on? Because I think we've run the church like this most of the 2,000 years since the founding of the apostles. People trying to get ahead, trying to get the direction of people's beliefs that would be believing that.
rather than saying, you know, this is a I've been thinking this way, but you know, the Word of God, it says. You want to know, what does the Word of God say? You also want to be the kind of Christian if you're not someone who's a dreamer and a teacher and a prophetess and prophet. You want to be protected by saying,
Zedekiah's in the kingdom of Judah. But uh, it's kind of, you don't want to have God looking at you going, I'm not going to bless you. I'm not going to bless you and your ministry. Watch out for this. You have a test. You have a test. You say, what? Go away. Take away from whatever. Look for proving that it's the word of God. And someone says, well, I really, I really think that, well, where in the word of God is it? You've heard that discussion. Do you have a scripture? Well, no, but they shut up. Because I want to believe my God. I've got a lot of things to take care of by believing my God. That's how I received the Spirit, is by hearing the faith. That's how I received my salvation, is by hearing the faith. So I need to care about what I'm saying, and I need to watch out for people who make claims that their words are higher than they are. Well, maybe by next week I'll have shaken the opinion of hearing the faith and beyond something valuable. But uh, that's what I thought this morning. Thanks. Let's thank God. Dear Lord, we're grateful. We're good to us. We ask that we would hear, discern your word, seek it when we hear people, avoid those who have pretense, just copying others of the faith. Well, we want to know what you said. We'll watch it pass our eyes so we can believe you, so we can enjoy the righteousness that comes from faith. Bless us this morning. Bless our time.